Yikes. This is Camille. Elena. Hey, it's Ashley. And Sandra. And we are the Rhombus. Bruh. I literally cannot. Listen, I'm just gonna pray for him. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Rhombus Podcast. I am Tondra. Elena. Hey, it's Ashley. Hey, it's Camille. And so today, our main focus for this episode is going to be about relationships. But we also have a special guest, Todd Javery. He is our resident real estate guru and also Camille's boyfriend. Hey, babe. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to take us through uh, his journey through entrepreneurship and real estate. Uh, We also have our special guests, Will Swatson and Anne-Marie Athia. Hi. Soon to be Mrs. Swatson. Right. (laughs) Newly engaged. So they're going to pitch in on this relationship stuff. And you probably remember Annie from episode three, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So we talked about Painted Pink and the AMA experience. Because she is our... So imagine their wedding. Right. right. <laughs> it's going to be on another level. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. For sure. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, buckle your seatbelts. And now for the Circle Spotlight segment of our show, let me introduce the rest of you to Mr. Todd Javery. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Thank, Thank you for being so here, love. Thank you. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with Todd, and I'm sure that's many of you, um, he is a full-time real estate professional, owns his own business, and specializes particularly in investment, commercial deals, and buying and flipping properties, both here in Atlanta as well as in New Orleans, um, looking to branch out. You've got some business in Houston, potentially. So... Jade Co. Enterprise is coming to a city near you, people. <laughs> <laughs> Tagline. Yeah, there we go. All right, so to kick this off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the moment you kind of realized that this was your passion, this is what you wanted to do, and kind of a little bit about your journey to where you are today. Uh, sure thing. I realized I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I own my own business in some capacity as I was very young, but it got serious when I was in college. And ultimately, I studied business, went to the University of Southern Mississippi. And in many of the business classes, the tasks you have are in alignment with what you think you might be doing post-college. I had the most difficulty with picking a, a label, if you will. And all I can remember identifying with was financial advisor. And financial advisor, just because I knew I wanted to be in the business field, operating with money, and I also knew I wanted to deal with assets and have a, enough knowledge base to be able to help other people, but not necessarily Series 6 licensed, trading on Wall Street financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, I finished college and it was an interesting period in life. Uh, my father passed. It wasn't too long after the hurricane, so I had family that moved from New Orleans to Atlanta. I was just deciding what was going to be the trajectory. Uh, I finished December 09 from school and that was a very interesting period in life. Hiring freeze. I mean, 08, the world pretty much crashed. So I was dealing with having resumes and apps out and I had a decent, uh, I think a decent resume and it was being ushered in by, 
you know, people who already worked at these different companies. So for that not to work for me and for me to see that I could sit stagnant and wait and I just be waiting on apps, figuring out what to do, or I could find a way to still be active and productive with my time. I befriended the agent who sold my mom our house, our home out here in South Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he directed me where to go to get licensed and just said, hey, you should be active. You know, I know you're still in school mode here. I know you want to get into real estate. Here's where you go to get licensed. Just sit for the class. It'll kill time while you're getting, while you're waiting or whatnot. I look up two weeks later, I'm taking the class, I pass, I get licensed, I'm a 22-year-old Georgia realtor. Two weeks, that's pretty quick. Yeah, they said. Yeah, two weeks, eight to five. You can spread it out, but I, I had you the time. You sit on it, though, is what I'm Cor saying. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, correct. So I, I wanted the quickest, and I'm, I'm a less than a year removed from school, so mm -hmm. for me, I could tap into study mode mm -hmm. and let me get it in, get it out. And for me, I also was just kind of, I wanted another notch under my belt, but I was killing time to see what life would be. Mm -hmm. I look up, I'm licensed, and it's time to take the real estate very seriously. And uh, I think that college period and just right post-college with some things happening in life and then deciding what city I'm going to be living in and what life will be. Either I go into the corporate field now if any job hires me and then jump entrepreneurship or I go straight now. And I kind of pray more so for whatever's meant, just show it, and I'm going to go direct. I'm gonna go hard in that direction, not necessarily let this job hire me, let this application be the mm -hmm. one. Just whatever it is pointing, I'm going. Mm -hmm. And everything pointed to you meant to take the hard knocks route and be a 22 year old in real estate figuring it out. And you had kind of had a little bit of background in real estate with your grandmother. Can right. Can you tell us a little bit kind of about how like you were introduced to real estate at an early age? True, true, so that's why I could say I knew I wanted entrepreneurship and to own real estate at young. My grandmother, uh, who's deceased, Mary Stampley, she owned property throughout New Orleans. So growing up in a household with my mother, my sister, and my grandmother primarily, I got to see the power in her owning property and passive income and her being accessible to help, give a helping hand to my direct family, my mother, myself, and my sister, and also to her other children because she had the time free to do that. And she lived a different lifestyle than many other retirees. Mm -hmm. And she was always a proponent of buy your own, control your own, and even more so as a black man. Mm -hmm. And she had a very interesting, I think, outlook on things. And a lot, of the, a lot of what might have been unconventional for how I saw life after college, she really stamped it and said, it'll be unconventional now, but there's nothing more empowering and there's no more security than having for your own. And she told me, the agent that worked around her and tried to go behind her back, how my grandfather didn't even understand the real estate moves she made. So I had that embedded in me. I remember riding in the back seat, learning what toilets and tenants were, because my mom and my grandmother would go to these rental properties mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. fix toilets and tenants. And I hated the I hated the properties at the time, mm -hmm. but not understanding the power in ownership and the power in, in really passive income, you know, the power in being Shout able to control to your Granny time. Stanley for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I want to back up a little bit. So you never went into the corporate world, so you've been an entrepreneur or running your own business right out of school. Like, that is very unique, uh, very uncommon. So talk to the people about the struggles that come with that because it's not just like, oh, yeah, I'm out of school. I'm about to start my own business. I'm sure there were some growing pains that came with that. Yeah, for sure. And I think there still are and there still will be. Mm -hmm. But I believe my story is unique. And I don't know many people who, like I say, went the college route 
finished and opted to to go full time in a route that doesn't require you to have a college degree. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge learning curve with any new endeavor, but you have to think about it. My perspective is I'm not trying to create a job or a position or even create a salary, but ultimately I'm creating something that would be the umbrella over salaries that would provide salaries. Mm-hmm. It's so I'm, I'm thinking in terms of creating and building an entity, not necessarily how do I obtain a position and fit into an entity. So everything yeah. is about it is a different mm-hmm. perspective. So, uh, I mean, I graduated and opted to go live back with moms. Like, so mm-hmm. I was the 22, 23-year-old at the house with moms, but again, different perspective. I saw it differently. Like, I don't, I'm not going to get the traditional job just yet. Mm-hmm. But me staying focused on on this path I'm on led to me also being with moms on five houses, like still having two rooms by mom's house. Mm-hmm. That's nobody's like reality really. Yeah. But yeah. so I, even that I had to allow myself to always look at myself in a high regard or in a certain regard first, because there's a million reasons that'll talk you out of why this could work, why this should work. I had friends who were very successful in corporate shortly after college. Mm-hmm. And for me to compare my walk to theirs as I'm making a commission check here and there as a realtor, going to investment workshops, paying thousands to learn, but not seeing in return, mm-hmm. like it's discouraging. Everything tells you why it can't necessarily work. So more than anything is you have to be in your head more than society, more than the external. So that's why I drown myself in books, workshop. Like I really drown myself and believe you should be a student of your craft. So I can tell you, I've been out of the country for real estate classes. Like. There's mm-hmm. not many people can tell you that. Like, if I received money, I thought about how could I put it towards learning or towards real estate. And mm-hmm. now I can see some manifestation. So a lot of it is just, it's more of a head game than the business itself. Like, anybody right. can learn the principles of real estate, but are you with it for the longevity? Right. And I'm not a real estate expert at all or really know that much about the business. But I'm assuming it's a fickle business so how do you deal with the ups and downs or what is your advice to the person who wants to get into real estate or maybe just want to start their own business but they don't understand that you they have to put in those types of sacrifices without getting returns all the time and dealing with the business that goes up and down and then that's your livelihood also gotcha it's twofold you have to first think about what position you're starting in for me i was 22 fresh out of college Mm -hmm. so i had a clean slate in terms of i wasn't already programmed to what the nine to five or a set schedule felt like Mm -hmm. so i didn't have to undo what i thought normalcy was i have a a very different perspective of time which is like i asked that and even it causes anxiety Mm -hmm. you were also like by yourself like no kids you're not married so you don't have anything even, tying you down to even, where it can affect that. how you think about things. And I, I remember being 22, reference that again. I remember being that age, realizing that I'm in a, the arena with people twice my age, literally. Like, mm-hmm. they would come to me ask me to speak to their children. So I'm in the arena at half their age thinking like they're thinking, and most of them are thinking this way because they just got let go in some capacity or it's a new wave of life. Mm-hmm. If I could go through this rights of passage on the front end, I know it'll be to my benefit on the backside. Thinking like that is the only reason I was willing to sell myself that it'll be, it'll work, it'll work, it'll work. Because everything, there's enough telling you why it can't. And the reality of it is, it's tough. It is very, it's fickle. Mm-hmm. 
again, you don't go get this position that tells you this is what you can. You're 365. Mm-hmm. You can see this. You're creating the consistency that you're going to mm-hmm. turn your app in for to get from an interview. It's a different reality. Like a lot a of it's more mental yep. than the business. I think if I was in e-commerce, it'd be the same struggles. Mm-hmm. It's the mindset more than anything. Do you think everybody is built nope. to be an entrepreneur? Okay. <laughs> I want people. No. To, I want people. Like, you know, to speak that because everybody is not meant. No, and for I that. feel like entrepreneur is kind of a buzzword of the moment now. Everybody wants to be right. an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. So speak a little to that. It's even. I think it's cliche to an extent to mm-hmm. even jump on an entrepreneurship. It's not my place to tell anybody what's for you and not for you. Mm-hmm. Me knowing my walk, I would. Me knowing my walk, I would really put my livelihood on it that I know a lot of people just could not do what, you know, needs to be done in my walk. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I'm better or I'm more worthy. It's because I'm intentional about, like, becoming that person that's worthy to to be in it. And I've seen pressure, like, and I've seen other people in pressure. Mm -hmm. And this goes for those same people our parents' age. Mm -hmm. Because I'm in a business, I'm 30 now, so I'm older and, you know, getting more acclimated, et cetera, but I'm still very young compared to many people I work with. And you start comparing yourself, not in a competitive manner, but just to assess like, what the hell have I been doing for eight years? Like, Mm -hmm. let me really hold the mirror up. Mm -hmm. And you see, it's not normalcy how we think, move, or wake up. Mm -hmm. And it can't be for it to work. So by default, it comes with trade-off, like it comes with if you don't care to define balance in business and balance in work and life, you will be imbalanced and you're going to have a problem, period. Mm-hmm. Your, your relationship is going to fail. Your money's going to falter, your family. Mm-hmm. So it's like as intentional as I want to make real estate work, I got to be that intentional with mm-hmm. relationships, friendships, like other you endeavors. You're your own boss. Like but nobody's like, telling you you have to be here at a certain time. Nobody's telling you to schedule this meeting. Nobody's telling you to go get this deal. Like Correct. Correct. So what do you do to, to keep that balance? Like, what are some of the things that you... First, ironically enough, I feel preachy saying this, but the honest truth is whoever you revere as God and your relationship with, like, spirituality, that this is back to the books also. Like, when I was able to dive into... It, when I realized I'm somebody's going to be talking to me, either the outside, the people, society, mm-hmm. TV is going to have more influence or I'll be able to entrust in my own... If I'm reading all these books and caring enough to be a good person, I can trust in that person. Mm -hmm. If you're not really on much, it's hard for you to trust that over what TV told you. Because TV really makes more sense than you because you're on some bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you care enough to not be on that, then you can trust in that person. So a lot of it is, I mean, becoming a person who's trustworthy enough to lean in and you trust in your intuition you trust your intuition more than anything. It it's a real work in progress. So it's not like you made it to balance land or balanceville. I feel like I feel intuition like, is like your direct line to God more than anything. Like, I believe that's God's language. Like that's how God speaks right? yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you talked a little bit about your introduction was the realtor that sold your mom's house. How have you thought about mentorship in real estate? And I know that you've done some things around that, but like right. talk to the people about why is that important and how have you kind of reached back to help people who want to get back in the game or who want to get into real estate? Very good question. So the service side of real estate is honestly more important than the monetary side for mm-hmm. me. 
I mentioned seeing how passive income affected my family and just knowing the power and ownership, but that really is secondhand for me as a person. And then this business has reminded me, mm-hmm. you can be doing great service. And for me personally, I have realized this is a portion of like the Lord's work through me. I won't say mm-hmm. this is it. I think it's much bigger than real estate. But for me to see, uh, I mean, I mentioned JFCO domination like facetiously a lot of times, but I really mean JFCO inspiration mm-hmm. because for me to see eight years full time in entrepreneurship and to see over the course of these eight years and look back and to see how many people in different capacities I've helped and it, more than real estate, this is not for everybody, but whatever your highest fulfillment is, mm-hmm. if you wanted to pursue something and wouldn't do it for whatever reason, and you saw me and knew I went through struggles and built this and you see progression, you believe that for yourself. Mm-hmm. I've watched that for people. Like I'm from New Orleans, as we referenced earlier, not everybody's talking real estate. Like, I've watched people who would never care about this subject matter or whatever, because they saw it as far off. But I'm the same eight-year-old Ty Javier that was mm-hmm. playing with you at Garetti Park. And you see me on that same subject matter that the dude on TV is. So and it seems more attainable. Right. When you that I've right watched, I'm, I'm living that be powerful. So that's why I know mm-hmm. it's, and I'm saying it not even like ego, like not not self-serving. I'm saying like to whom much is given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's a big charge. Like a lot of people are watching and you don't know how. And not even just like being an inspiration to those watching, but like you employ friends, family, people mm-hmm. that who as come well. to work with you to, to gain this knowledge and provide for their own families. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's, it's no promises or guarantees, but I've had people directly come and start working with me, friends, family, frat brothers, and to see from an energy change, a mindset shift, and then even monetary. You came and you were at ground zero, you had no understanding, and to see you learn something that I helped you learn and see that manifest. Like that's, you don't need me anymore for that period. That's, empower, that's empowering you and whatever you could do for your family or whatever. And to tie it all back in, the service is, I think the service is why, for me, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. So the service for me is just the fruits of labor. And that's really the, that's what protects what might look like. Oh, he has a lot of favor, has mm-hmm. things going on for him. Mm-hmm. It's because of, I can promise you anything that ever looked like a reward, I've sown seeds behind the doors, Absolutely. like thousandfold right. and never kept score ever. He's a seed, so that's what y'all. That's what people don't see. <laughs> you gotta no, sow seeds, for Okay, so last question, because I know we just been grilling you. So we nah, talked about is, service and you know how you got into real estate, but talk to us about the sexy side of real estate, if you will, like the exciting part of what you do. Because I know being in yeah. New Orleans with you last week, you took us to that house that I don't know if that's your partner or like maybe yeah, somebody yeah, really mentor. But yeah. just seeing how that house was flipped, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like this. So that has to be like exciting to see like your fruits. Right. That house was can beautiful. You, right. Can you tell the story of when we did our staycation and we went to go look at the place in Midtown with like the elevator? Like, Oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just me being a realtor, I go see. Well, me being in real estate, I go see property all day. And I was showing property to a client. It was a condo in Midtown, Atlanta. And it w- it had the whole elevator open. So, like, for those of you who watch power, power. I was about to say, like, power. Yes. Literally. You step yeah. out the elevator into your own home. Damn. I personally never felt that. But. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's another benefit of real estate. Like at this point, we have higher profile clientele and partners. So we're in different neighborhoods 
and it expands your, your mindset just to what's possible. Right. For um, you, even. Yeah, like, not for me. You don't have to be this big name person. Like, it, it's attainable for you if you set yourself up for that and move the right way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, part of it is going in these places you can't yet afford. <laughs> Straight up. That, that's a very big part of it. For, I'm a big dream builder, vision boy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. tell yourself what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold on one second. No, that house in New Orleans. I, oh, yeah. Everybody knows that is the place I would want to live outside sure. of Atlanta is New Orleans. And when we saw that house, I was just like... No, but when I saw that before picture, the before after, I was just like, where do I have the vision on how to flip? I don't have the money for this house, but I want this house. In New Orleans, you're preserving a lot of historic value and all that. That, For me personally, that's why that's another part of the real estate that just spoke to me on a different level is the alchemy in it. Now, if you ever read the book The Alchemist, Mm -hmm. but just that process of turning a lump of coal to gold, mm-hmm. something most people will see this abandoned boogeyman house. And but for you to know and to be able to envision what it could be, should be, mm-hmm. and to really have the knowledge behind it to see numbers and understand what it costs, what it would take mm-hmm. to make it the pretty house like the neighbors, that process right there is what creates the the profit. That's the improvement in it. Because we see you post a lot on Insta. Well, like, I don't know when this was, but I used to see you going through these houses and you in the weeds and you all over this. Yeah. And I'm just like. <laughs> no, nah, we, and I'm very, I'm, we intentionally about to roll out a campaign getting heavy on the marketing tip. But like, I just believe in doing much more of the work first than displaying showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and showing. Yeah. And, and, and in this real estate space, again, eight, full real years in real estate yeah. a lot of people work the other way it's the style over substance mm-hmm. and if you ask them like yo could show me a contract or something you've really done mm-hmm. they couldn't they but they're advertising and highlighting mm-hmm. and that right. way you know you always point to the real work of it yep. but yeah we walked through a whole bunch but to see like the power in taking something that most people couldn't see what it mm-hmm. is or would never buy and know how, where it could go you know that that is a it's bigger than real estate honestly mm-hmm. So we should probably work to get some more of those before and after pictures. Um, I know we posted one picture of us in front of the house, but let's kind of mm-hmm. show the people like a true kind of before yeah. and after of the house oh, yeah. in New Orleans that Gerald had renovated. Oh, I mean, because yeah, that shouldn't sure. even yeah. do it justice. No, we, we were just on like the porch. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, so and we like, should definitely. keep doing the videos too, because I'd be looking at the oh, yeah, and like, what? Where yeah. are you? Yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> a lot more. And again, you never know who's looking how. For me personally, I really like care more to be living in the real workspace and then chime into the virtual mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are chiming in and are chiming in, and you know it's good to have that audience and it's good to also just be representing well. Yeah. But yeah, and we got yeah, I could see, see you guys more before after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think not enough of us know enough about real estate and kind of what goes into true. it and mm-hmm. ownership and renovation and all of that. So that may be some good information to share with people. So yeah, absolutely. we'll get some more details on that. Well, thank you. You um, and then Todd's information is gonna be on our website, so y'all look for that. Sure. And he's gonna stick around because we're talking about relationships, and we need nice. this male voice <laughs> yeah. so to pop sure. off a little so bit. You can reach out on a business only tip. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, because we're crazy. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Bring real estate right back up. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again. Thank you, ladies, for having Thank me. Thank you. Okay, so for the first topic of the month, we are discussing being in a committed relationship. Mainly the transition from dating to a committed relationship and what needs to change. 
Like, who takes charge of changing the status of your relationship, the man or the woman? Timing, not rushing into things. So, in my opinion, I think that there are things that need to change on both sides um, when you enter into a committed relationship versus just kind of casually dating. I think the biggest thing is the allocation of time. And relationships with other people may need to evolve as you kind of get into a committed relationship. I know, like, I had a couple of, like, close male friends, and we're still good friends, but now that I'm in a committed relationship, we just can't do some of the things that we used to do because it's not appropriate. Like, we used to go and do stuff one-on-one all the time. Probably not the right thing to do now that we're, and we're both in committed relationships. And I just think that needs to evolve. What are your thoughts on that? Like, as you kind of transition from casually dating to a single relationship what needs to change on your personal level and then what needs to change as far as your relationships with other people go can we define what we all think is a committed relationship because i think that's also different for some people is it boyfriend girlfriend is it you just the only person who i'm having sexual relations with or we not agreed on our situation right we've agreed that's true i think we've kind of overcomplicated things so for the purpose of this conversation (laughs) in my mind you have had a conversation with one another you have agreed that you are in a monogamous committed relationship yeah okay so what y'all think what needs to change how well, let's go back and start from the beginning, like, because I think he said the man or the woman who, like, yes. initiate. So, do you mm-hmm. even need to have a conversation to say, okay, we're in a committed relationship, or should it just be assumed? I know from my experience, there was a conversation that had to take place, but I know some other people are just like, no, we go together. Like, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> No, I need a date. I need a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need an anniversary. Yeah. Well, we need to have a conversation. Right. So when we Todd and I originally got together, like we had this conversation, and he said to me, "I mean, you've been my girlfriend in my head forever." And I was like, "But you didn't ask me for sure. It'd have been verbal. You, this is what it is in my mind. This is the season of why this girl's become my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It'll for sure have been a day in time. Like if not, then you really." You would have never known that, like, right? How I felt. And, then, mm-hmm. and I do think the, ma- the man knows point. first, right? So I think the man, oh, yeah. even as you said, I love what you said the season. Like you saw the involvement. Right. She can be around my family, my close circle of friends. You know, you can start to see a future with that person. Right. And you need to, guys. I think need to kind of figure all those kinks out before they ask that question because they know um, women take things very literal. So I for think sure. for a man in that season. As things can evolve, the girl cannot start to see more commitment, more quality time, more sure. from the man. And I think mm-hmm. that's where the confusion can get right. to because when there yeah. isn't that question, then it's like, well, we're doing everything that a relationship Right, and because doing. you hadn't heard that verbatim, yes. you don't take that, uh, mm-hmm. that's not what this checkbox is. Where for him, well, it's the third of the month. For me, it was the 22nd, 26th, I mm-hmm. probably would have. You never feel that understanding. Whereas in his mind, well, I know it's her, it's about to be her. It'll, it'll be that day soon enough. Um, very soon mm-hmm. but not like we're gonna stay in this gray area of you never hearing it mm-hmm. good point just understanding she doesn't see it as real until she hears it though exactly yeah. that's a really good point I will say let's not generalize correct because I don't think all women are like that including myself like I don't feel like I have to have a definitive conversation on this day that we are in a relationship I think for me myself too like if I feel like I'm really vibing with you and I want to go in that direction, my actions are going to show that. So, like, 
I don't necessarily need to have this in-depth conversation where it's like, okay, yes, today we are boyfriend and girlfriend, and from here on out, I'm doing these things. Right. But the thing yeah, is, just is just there's there's always two people in a relationship. There are. So mm-hmm. what what may be how you would want to approach it may not be the way somebody else would want to approach it. Right. Yeah. So I think there definitely has to be that communication. And communication. it doesn't have to be super deep. It yeah, just yeah. be like, yeah. this is what it is. Because yeah. like, if one person is assuming, it, right. it just opens the window. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Part of yeah. it is like the two people who get to that point, you kind of have an understanding of who exactly. you're into, who you're dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm. Not to say I know he's the type who won't say it until... Mm-hmm. But you have a, you're probably on that page to some degree if the feelings right. are there. Mm-hmm. How you formalize that, that's where you get lost in ego man, mm-hmm. ego woman. Yeah. You should have one needed kind of sort of. I will say, you made me, there's an issue if you feel like you're in a committed relationship with someone, but you still question whether or not they're dealing with someone else. Yeah. yeah. That's a different that's, that's that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> right that's a whole yeah. different story. But I do feel like there's a lot of single people in relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. Completely like because uh, they live in their own reality. That's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. Because they're telling their friends and their family, yeah. mm-hmm. and then turn around and the other person is not even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. So I think that ties into timing, right? So some mm-hmm. people feel like, oh, we've been casually dating for three months like we need to be in a committed relationship and the other person may feel like there is no real time limit it's all about the progression Mm -hmm. of the relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to not look at your own individual relationship and compare it to other people's relationships as Mm -hmm. far as timing and the way that things have Mm -hmm. evolved it's important to just kind of let your relationship be your relationship and evolve naturally because I've seen a lot of people compare their own individual relationships with those around them and everybody's situation is so different, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to timing. Like for us, it took us a lot longer, and I'm perfectly fine with that because it worked out the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. If it had worked out any sooner, we probably wouldn't be here today. And also, the difference is you guys are really good. Y'all are best friends, yeah. which not every couple can say that. Some of them aren't even friends at all. Yeah. So right. sometimes mm-hmm. that time, the progression, when it is the right season, you, you generally are like, when I'm in a pickle or whatever I'm going through, regardless mm-hmm. if we didn't work out, they're always going to be my friend. And that's something that I think we hear about when you're in a marriage you know you, that's what's going to get you through the really hard rough patches in your life so I think that's why it's so good not to be in any comparison with anyone else right yeah. in time you just can't go wrong with time if there's any way to have more time I think that you can't go wrong with you know people's timelines are just I feel like people when they're making a jump into a relationship they're not taking everything into account because they're worried about you know, is he dealing with other people? Is she dealing with other people? I need to have something locked down, like, right now so I know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so a lot of people, like you were saying, aren't really friends because they're focused on, you know, having the title. And, they skip some stuff. You know what I mean? So then you don't really know who you're dealing with, and then mm-hmm. you end up in a relationship. Yeah. And you don't even know that person, really. Yeah. And I think you have to also keep in mind when you're talking about timing, you're not just talking about that one relationship with perhaps with that you have with somebody life is still continuing to happen Mm -hmm. outside of your relationship so it could be anything like i got laid off last october Mm -hmm. what if i had started dealing with somebody at that time and was trying to rush things like that might not have been you know what i mean so i think you also have to take into account like you two are still living very separate Mm -hmm. lives those lives are not intertwined just yet and they never fully I mean, align. 
they never yeah. fully align. You know what I mean? Every your life is always going to be happening. So I think that's another reason why you can't look at anyone else's situation but your own and what's happening because it's never going to be the same. Yeah. I put it this way. Timing is more important than titles. Like, yeah. take your time mm-hmm. to build a foundation and make sure that you want the same things and you're yeah. headed in the same direction before you just jump into something all willy-nilly. Right. I think people think it's cool to be in a relationship and so they want to just rush into it, but it's work. It and is. you want to make sure that you're doing it with the right person, not just because you want this title. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were having a conversation about that the other day, Todd and I, just about how, like, people... Like, even view marriage, like, I just want to say that I'm married and I have yeah, more mm-hmm. for the label and the yeah. title of it, not the, like, the well, work and whatever it represents. Like, family pressures them. They're pressured mm-hmm. by their friends. They're pressured by just about everything. They want to have kids, so they, they got this timeline in their heads. And a lot of people aren't a whole person when they get into a relationship. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they might be hopping from one to another, right. and they take time for themselves. Yeah. They don't yeah. know themselves enough. Yeah, a lot of people feel there's this progression you go to school get a degree Mm -hmm. then it's meet somebody get married then have kids and Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't work out that way there's so much life in between I mean today I would hear people say I want to get married by 20 this I mean that's not realistic realistic at all that's not real life I remember growing up and being like I want to be married with kids by 22 do you know what kind of mother I would have been at 22? <laughs> Trash. Trash. Maybe would have been on my hip at compound. Like, what's that? No, no. Horrible. I mean, one thing you said about actions, I wanted, I thought two things. I think two actions that have to happen is intentional time with each other. Because I feel like when you're casually dating, you can do the movies, you can do the Netflix and chill, you can cook for him and come to the house and... You can both be on your phones and at the end of the day, but I spend every weekend with him. It's great. But you're not really taking that intentional time to ask those questions to make sure you are in alignment. Mm -hmm. The finance questions, the the short term, long term goal questions, all those questions you read in all these dating books that actually are prevalent to know if you guys are on the same path. Mm -hmm. Does he want kids or not? You know, does he have a relationship with his family or not? Like, have you met his close friends or not? Like all those types of things. And I think so intentional quality time Mm -hmm. is very, very important. That's not just watching TV. It's taking the time to not not interview each other, but let the conversations naturally happen where you kind of get to understand their history, mm-hmm. where they're trying to go, and how you add value to their life. Mm-hmm. And then I think number two, um, when it does come to the opposite sex, there should be no rhyme or reason why you don't know who his best girlfriends are or the best guy friends. I think we naturally, very, very on at the very beginning, you know, talked about those things. So when the girls, the friends, his closest girlfriend that would call, you know, they were very... Um, adamant and so excited to even meet me and talk to me on the phone to even also clear that air of like mm-hmm. hey I'm also married or I've got my own thing going on but like I love Will for you and this is you know who like it's like their brother yeah. and so even with my guy friends it was just nice to like cross those things and he was able to I was able to meet some of his close girlfriends and he was able to meet one of my close guy friends and it just allows that space to be done because I think even sometimes again when you don't are intentional about your communication it can cost those gray areas of like when you see a number you don't really know or a person Mm -hmm. you're calling you're like well what's here oh that's my that's my really close girlfriend okay well how come I've never met her you never talked about her like all those things take out the door to know we are committed to each other and I want you to you should be excited I want you to meet everyone that means so much to me Mm -hmm. whether it be girls guys or family you know family that could be a whole other kind of conversation because not everyone has a very close-knit family and the dynamics if you're not meeting their older brother does not mean they don't love you so right. we'll, we won't get to the family mm-hmm. part but just mainly your inner circle mm-hmm. should be something you should have no 
problem in sharing it. So those are my two things. I think opposite relation, opposite sex relationships and also the intentional time with each other um, is important. Because one question I'll quickly ask friends now is, you know, what do you like him? Mm-hmm. And when you get very surface answers in my mind, I'm like, listen, I'm like, okay, so now I know I'm going to retract because you don't even know him. Like, right. mm-hmm. you have no idea who he is. And I'm not going to sit here and judge you for that. Have fun, boo. I'll just say, girl, have fun. <laughs> Take it day by day. But when you're ready to have a series, I'm not here to be a counselor either. Right. This is not making a relationship. It doesn't mean I know all the answers. I'm still figuring it out myself. Mm-hmm. However, you can just tell by how someone answers something so simple like that. How does that value to your life? That should be a paragraph if you've known someone for a few months and the time you guys have spent is intentional. But that's just my personal. And I think boundaries are important. So once yes. you establish, like, okay, yeah, that's your girlfriend. That's cute. Fine. I know her. But it's still, like, a respect. Like, yes. right. don't call yes. at yes. a certain time. Yes. Yes. Actually, yeah. was laughing at me the other day because we were talking about preparing for the podcast. And I was going to text Will. And she was like, oh, did you tell them? Did you tell Will the updated time? I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't text in relationships after 5 p.m. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh yeah, you're right. Because yeah. I have a friend that I grew up with who's been married for like several years now and I make it a point like, are you bringing her to the house or I don't I don't call after a certain time. It's just like, even though you know nothing's going on and everybody's yeah. comfortable with so each other. It's just a boundary. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it maintains that trust. Mm-hmm. You know, this trust is always key in any relationship. And so mm-hmm. once you haven't breached that trust and everybody is maintaining their boundaries, mm-hmm. it's such a sets this level playing field mm-hmm. of, you know, okay, this is this is how we're gonna approach this. It's it, it, it gets tricky at times. I mean five PM is a little too early, but um, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I would say like eleven. I think you can text me at ten, okay. eleven. <laughs> right. I mean I know that, but I'm just saying like that's my well, you even with Todd, too. Todd is yeah, like a brother now. Like, right. like we know his family. We done been to New Orleans and everything. Mm-hmm. But still, we not... <laughs> we feel comfortable enough. Like, hey, Todd, you know, what's up? We needed something. Yeah. But, like, not as... That's just respect. being real grown. I mean, not right. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah, that's, just, that's just being grown. Yeah. Um, gotta respect the boundaries, mm-hmm. you know. I would say just don't do nothing else to somebody else that you wouldn't want done to you in mm-hmm. your own relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't think like that. They don't. And we'll try it. Because sometimes people just want to see how far they can go mm-hmm. to, like, inch their way into. So you got to be careful who you keep around you, too, like, when yeah, you get into a committed right. relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody's not for you or your happiness. True. That's a whole other conversation. I think right. envy what you have. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So what about kicking in with your single friends then? Because it's one thing when the whole crew is single and everybody want to go out and, you know, club and do whatever. But then, you know, when some people are in committed relationships, it's just some stuff that you just probably shouldn't be doing anymore. This is true. Well, it's even in, you know, just the rawness because you and Ashley are in committed relationships. But, you know, we used to be out here. All the time. All the time. Like, in these streets, every weekend, during the week, we had L Bar, I got work in the morning. Like, <laughs> you know, we were out there. Mm-hmm. And so now, we still do these things, but they're, it's way curbed. Like, I we think- don't do it super often, and we don't, you know. Yeah. You know, me and Lena are single, but we know how to operate that keeps you guys from looking That's what I was about you. to say. I don't think... Todd, Will, or anybody's partner who is a who is in a relationship with one of our friends would be like, 
ugh, I don't yeah. want you going out with Lena. Yeah, like, yeah. We, because we I'm that friend reality. that will check you. Like, if even if you're doing some, like, I'm gonna be like, right. what are you? What are you doing? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't have those friends, so that's when yeah. the issues come into play. Of like, oh, I don't want you going out right. with this person. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of times that gets interesting for men, though. Probably more so yeah. than women. Yeah, what, are y'all kind of, think, what do y'all think about going out for men? Because for girls, it's we'll be in a section and we're dancing on each other. We'll drink. Right. I'll make sure we all get each other home. Yep. And we like literally, if people didn't know, you may think we all go together. It's like we, don't, we, are, we, look good. we dress for women. We go out for women. And we have a time with our girlfriends. But for men, I don't know what it's like going to the club, standing there. Girls are definitely going to come. I just think it is a different vibe for men versus yeah. women. And the difference is, I used to love going out. Will's a big homebody, and like I've now definitely gotten much much more enjoying like us cooking at home or inviting people over. A <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, Will used to be at. I um, was you know, I was was like, I was fine, like, <laughs> so I started I coming back there because he was so nice. I used to see Will's videos dancing. Right. He would go to these I concerts. Have had a good life. I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Mm. But um, mm. I think with guys, I mean, mm. to, to be honest, and I'm, I'm sure you want me to be honest, mm-hmm. if I went out with my guy friends, and say a bunch of them were single, I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. And they will let it slide, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem I have with that is I also do want my friends to respect my woman. Mm-hmm. And so if you disrespect your woman in that type of way, and they're around your woman and they disrespect your woman, you cannot even be mad at those guys. And so that's the thing I, that's the problem I have is if you want to maintain the sort of respect your friends and others have for your woman, then you should be the first person that respects your woman. Mm. But that's Ooh, say that word. Yeah, you know, but the honest truth is if I went out with my single friends acting like I was single, they will let, they, they they will let me act single. Yeah. Yeah. And friends you. won't. Girls will block. I, have, you know, I, yeah, I, guys. I all jokes aside, I've taken friends who are in relationships, their phone, because I saw they're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, sis, no, come on. Yeah, you have guy friends who'll be that good angel, you know, you grown, you do what you the want. Same. I can't physically stop you. Right. But hey bro, that's not Yeah. You do have hopefully you have that in your circle mm-hmm. to some capacity because then you gotta really question your circle. That's yeah. right. But for sure, if you, like people your guys will let you move to the capacity that you say I want to move, mm. because again, like you can't, you can't physically tackle me and stop me. Right. right? So I, I can, if I wanted to go talk to her, I could. But again, birds of a feather to some extent kind of hang together. But people also know how to handle you. So me being somebody in a relationship, I could be out with five single friends. You, they wouldn't ask me to be the wingman that walked over to that couch to help you go right. talk to these right. women because you know me and everything about how I conduct right. myself. Right. And, like don't yet like, but again, that's my reality, and that's also my position with my friends, mm-hmm. single, married, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. And again, so people hold you in that regard. Like I don't play with her or about her, and I don't move like somebody who you need to be getting me caught in something you got going on. So everything about it is, I guess, the respect of it. Yeah. Or because again, I, I'm in a relationship, but I know guys in a relationship who take rides they shouldn't be taking. Absolutely. Or will be the dummy who like you. You walk across, go holler at them, but our best friend was right there walking out the bathroom, saw you. You were just being the wingman right. for the mm-hmm. situation, not knowing like, oh, it wasn't even Perception working. can look, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. fact, perception is all yeah. you have, like straight up. So. And it really yeah. is small. Very so, small. Very. You have to be yeah. really careful about how you present yourself. I mean, 
I haven't seen a married man. You yeah. <laughs> on a rooftop. And truthfully, even outside of Atlanta, like it's six, true to the six degrees of separation. Like, oh, people That's can nice. see a picture and yeah. be like, oh, wait a minute, I know that person. Like, wait, how you know this that? Is, oh. oh. Right, because we went to college with people and they live all over the place. Right. And, know, they know. and they could be all on a different coast. That's right. And it's not even who you know per se. It's people who are familiar with you that you had no right. idea. Right. Like, know your story. Yeah. Know your exactly. idea. Yeah. That's the thing you never know. Really, like, live yeah. 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 pictures yeah. and all right. the right. yeah. That's what it, I, more people know me than I even care. Like, I might know you act like I don't. <laughs> Just to be a long world. <laughs> I, but more people know you, see you, yeah. than you've seen. You, That's a good you know point. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. You never know who's watching. Yeah, I've been places where people have been oh my God, I know you. I follow your girlfriend on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I love her. And so moral of the story, conduct yourselves accordingly. You never know who may be watching. And respect. I think that was a great word that everyone used. Yes. You can't respect expect anyone to respect your relationship if you don't. Yes. Right. All right. So now it's time for Ask the Roberts. I know we touched on the timing of relationships and going from single them to committed relationships, but we also have the reality that sometimes things don't work out, divorce happens, relationships end. So we got a listener question about divorce. So what happens with divorce? How do you handle it? Um, in this case, there was an issue where a divorce unfolded very publicly on Instagram. So what we want to talk about is how that goes down in the etiquette for social media when things like that happen. Or just in general, like when you're in a committed relationship. And it ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think real quick, if it's a public figure... I know it sounds awful, but you do need to make some type of statement because I'm just thinking of a girl that I follow. <laughs> she has hundreds of thousands of followers, had this huge wedding that was all like sponsored and yeah. she's keeping mom, no ring, with the child doing all this stuff and he's over here doing these soft videos saying how like he can't see his child and you know, just painting the picture mm-hmm. that something happened and she till this day has not made a statement and so it definitely did publicly show that you know they've gone through a divorce but it made us all kind of nosy because again she's just talking to, trying to talk about business and her daughter but all of a sudden you delete all the photos of being your husband and your child and you refuse to talk about whatever you went through but i know she wasn't meant to become a spokesperson on whatever verbal violence or you know whatever she's gone through but it may have inspired some of her listeners or followers Mm -hmm. has she shown that vulnerability so i think when it's a public figure yes i do think you need to like address it when it's just a you know your private page and you're just with your followers peers and friends i think um you know however you want to act accordingly to show you're moving on i think it's kind of however you want to do it you know what i mean but was violence the reason that they broke up he was saying he was saying that she was verbally abusing him and oh, okay. So we don't know. I was going to say violence, you got to let people yeah. kind of cope as yeah. they cope. That was his side. We don't know what right. he was doing to her, right? right. We don't know. Because so- if you have a public following and part of that is your mm-hmm. prowess, like you do owe them something. Mm-hmm. But if it's violence, you kind of, nah, you can handle yourself. What well, you need to. But yeah, verbal violence. If he, 
What is, wait, what? Well, exactly. I mean, we touched on Fab and Enza last time, right? Like, yeah. We all know y'all had a physical altercation, but there has been no comment on it whatsoever. And all of a sudden, y'all are back together like it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't just missing two front teeth. So you know, with that, like, the, the huge part about it is I find it hard to be more mad about something than the parties at play. That's true. Us not knowing the truth. Yeah. Because yeah. prior, I don't know the truth today, but hearing the story, you immediately just see the gore in it. Mm-hmm. Y'all go right back to Adam's family on Halloween, you know, in the pics. Mm-hmm. I, you look happy. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah. can't, because I, I wanted to, like, Fab, I hold him in high regard, like, in music and how he, I thought he conducted himself. Yeah. Like, ha- he handles pressure well. He doesn't ever get out of character. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sometimes. But somebody was something. Right. Yeah. I think people can't cope with certain comments, too, because just think about, like, how we sit here and discuss, like, what we think happened. Right. Like, if you're already going through something and there's video and you have children, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine just, like, not being able, like, to keep stay away from my phone and then having to read all of these negative comments. Mm -hmm. Like, it gets in your psyche, so you can't really handle and move on from yeah, like yeah I get that I just think it's hard yeah. to be empathetic Simmons when she finally yeah. told us she was not engaged we knew right. sis we knew well, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not in on T so it was so no longer engaged yeah. yeah and it was very obvious by her Instagram photos yeah. right, that she was definitely not engaged anymore we all yeah. Yeah. yeah people raked her over the coals because she was you know preached celibacy abstinence mm-hmm. all that kind of it's stuff it's the whole Britney Spears effect too like just be quiet because now even like on what's the show that they're on yeah. they have some reality um, show like I've seen clips and she's still talking about how she broke her promise to God and just live your life but stop talking yeah, about what yeah, you're gonna do and not gonna do yeah, I think that's one thing right so like if you go through these things that's fine if you right. want to deal with it privately that's fine too I think the issue comes into play when you get on social media and you like showing out right so like all of a sudden it's like new me who this like Mm -hmm. when three weeks ago you were all booed up on the gram like people have questions yeah whereas if you were to just continue to live your life and not maybe put everything out on blast or like as a woman all of a sudden your whole body is out on display and you know you in the club with your girls living it up of course people are going to be like well what happened to your husband right Mm -hmm. so i think you know you can handle things privately if that's how you want to but like Act accordingly. I think people just need to be realistic. Like, shit comes with the heat. Like, it just comes with the territory. If you are a public figure and you are making money off of posts and me reading your posts, then it all is going to come with it. Positive, yeah, negative, all of it. It comes with the job. We all have aspects about our jobs <coughs> that we don't like. Right. Mm-hmm. And they do too. So my thing is, like, if you're making money off of this, then... Mm-hmm. And even if you're not a celebrity, even if you're, you know, just a friend down the street, if you're very public with what you do, mm-hmm. you can expect people to have all kinds of questions. Yeah. 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 Correct. Like every other picture is boo you. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You and the boo and all of a sudden it's like nothing. I have another friend too that it's, she, I've never asked her if she wants to tell me she will, but it's obvious she's not with her husband anymore. And, you know, but she didn't, she didn't do anything disrespectful. It was just all the photos of him she decided to delete. And it's like just a lot of photos of her and her mom and her and her law firm. That's fine. And we have to respect how she wants to move forward with, you know, what she's going to do. And if she ever wants to talk about it, it's probably on a one-on-one mm-hmm. with a friend. And so I feel like there is no easy way to, like, change your life, especially when you decided to share your life on social media with, you know, your close friends. 
can we talk about the problem with sharing your life on social media? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because that's the issue. Yeah. That's a problem. Sorry. Uh, it is. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> but no, seriously. Yeah. Um, You're right, though. So regardless to who it is or what it is, if it's a thousand pictures a day, like it's still a few pictures mm-hmm. short of real life. Mm-hmm. So everybody's giving you the highlight reel, or even yeah, the the, yeah. the "woe is me," you know, spill milk right. reel. But like, it's still tailored to what we want to show as we want to show. Absolutely. But to start living life more there and like that, I think is when you lose sight of like if the cameras were never on, you have no validation of people like mm-hmm. telling you, "Oh, that's a great meal y'all just had," or just, <laughs> like, do you still feel that person? Mm-hmm. Right. Or is it as cool because if we get the the audience the mm-hmm. The, hype. the emojis in the comments. Couple. Yeah, we have little, literally people we don't barely know following DM. Can't wait to come to the wedding. I love you guys. I've been following you from the beginning. Oh my! That's scary. Yeah, I didn't know that. Happened. Happened. Can yeah. we get tickets it's to the? Very scary. We've never, <laughs> 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 yeah. never met them, but they, just from our photos, they think we're this amazing Ghanaian couple. I mean, we could be rapping. You don't know who we are. Like, yeah. The average. Yeah, how are we goals? Right. That's what they're saying. The good. On social media, for I'm sure, it's natural. The best pictures, yeah. you know, the best situations. But somehow, a lot of people assume this is the life he's living or she's living or they're living, mm-hmm. and and that can cause problems. I mean, there are people who feel, oh my God, he's in this great relationship. No, I'm, I'm in the next guy's relationship. It's the same relationship as the next guy, the next girl's. You know, I choose to post what I want yeah you know but you can't be on the outside and assume it's real life yeah it's really disturbing yeah everybody goes yeah people who barely know me or know Annie oh my god I'm looking forward to this wedding that's like next but that shows how many people like live vicariously through through the phone well recently like this girl that I know she had been in a long term relationship with this guy they were a beautiful couple like outwardly appeared to have it all and they were supposed to be getting married, and the night before the wedding, the wedding gets canceled Ugh. under like horrible, horrible circumstances. And people are always like, "Oh, their goals, you know, like mm-hmm. want to be just like them, whatever." Like you never know what people are dealing with behind closed doors. But you so know, don't put anybody else's relationship up on this pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, there, are, yeah, there are people right. who post exactly the opposite of what they're dealing with. Yeah. Now, that's yes. a problem. That's a whole yeah. other thing you're trying to get to. Yes. Yeah, what you're saying about the reality. Yeah. There's no bearing on what's real. The picture, that's yeah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. To like put your the basis of like validating your relationship, validating whatever yeah. through a like comment. Like friend today for tomorrow. Like it's, that's yeah. not real yeah. life per se. Yeah. And again, people show you people can be like regular nerd and be a bully in the comment. Mm-hmm. People can be yeah. like really boring as hell and be amazing in the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it, mm-hmm. the, that's yeah. what the, that space provides. Mm-hmm. College and like the internet give you the time to repackage and rebrand right. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. You could have popped it off in high school and came back, preacher's girl. Yeah. yeah. Preacher's girl. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Okay, so can we hop on the topic of DMs? Mm. Elaborate. Is it appropriate to DM someone in a relationship who you're not in the relationship with? What I do with mine is um, I definitely got DMs when I was single 
And I, a lot of them, especially if they're not your friend, it will go into this like little area. You have to click and read through them. Mm-hmm. So I just showed. I just figured that. Yeah, out. I so, just saw that area. <laughs> when it was yeah. I said, man, it's like ten messages. I never saw yeah. it. So, from a year ago, bro. I saw a YouTube real estate video, man. I never. I ain't yeah. never saw it. I, I kind of like that Instagram does it. So it puts it in that. So yeah. So it's even, not real. Yeah. Real. So for me, even like Facebook <laughs> messages or DMs, I've never been like keen to that. And I, hey, I've got some friends. That have met their Ooh, loved ones through DMs. No, who've met their loved ones through DMs. So I'm not cloud on DMs, but I personally never really saw that as a. So if anyone ever approached me in there, I would even reply. I would just delete and keep it moving. That's just me. Delete. So for me, delete. that kept that same thing in a relationship. If you have missed the photos of my, the one in person I'm in, a relationship with in my photos, and you don't need to know, I don't even need to write in there. I'm sorry, I'm, relationship. There's, I'm just wasting everyone's time here. Mm-hmm. Just delete. But that's just me because. I don't even need to entertain anything because you obviously I know where you're trying to go. And if I have little comments have drastically changed underneath photos before I would get a lot of different men commenting on certain things. But I'm not gonna lie, the day we'll propose, I got I had so many misfollow like lost followers and I was like, oh my god, and then like, people unfollowed. Oh completely. And Gloria was like, Who all the men? They shattered all their dreams. I was like, I mean, I literally lost like 300 followers. I was so sad about it. And she was like, Oh, that was all men. Are you kidding? And it makes sense because I don't have it. It's all you my girlfriends. No, it's like all my you girlfriends can tell, like, wow. when, you, when you post a picture, like if you're in a relationship oh, yeah. with somebody, there are more likes when you're yeah. by yourself oh, yeah. than when you're with. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. You got this big I guy that's in pictures. Well, I notice who likes what picture. So if it's a selfie yep. of me, yep. it's certain people yep. who like those and pictures. And they won't like the top. They don't never like it. Yeah. Yeah. But trust yeah. me, you're going to get a lot of unfollows someday. Trust me. Because you're just like, oh my God. But I found it really funny. She says, like, that makes so much sense. Because it was like, oh, well, that's... So whatever that is, that's how I deal with DMs. I just delete them because there's no point in me even responding. I know what you want. And I, you don't... You, it's or the, the fake yeah. congratulations when you're like... Oh, the- exactly. You, you can tell. You can read right through those. But that's just me. I don't think that's... It doesn't have to be a right answer. Maybe the men have a different response of how they deal with that. Because maybe it's an old friend of yours and you don't know if she's really inquiring. I don't know. I think it can get kind of complicated. But for me, if I don't know you... If I'm an old friend, I'm going to reach out to you too. Right, right. right. Like, there's yeah, no yeah. phone Two point. Let yeah. me be very clear. Yeah. It ain't nothing in these DMs for you. Mm-hmm. So right. just stay out. Yeah. This just is very out. interesting because, like, every serious relationship I've been with, my partner has not been on social media. Like, oh, no social media. Li- right? Right. So I'm just, like, listening to y'all like, I took into account. I know how many followers she had. I mm-hmm. took into account that all right, she's halfway human still. Well, she's human still. Mm-hmm. Legit. Her life ain't lost in not thirty nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Not even yeah. that's automatically lost. Yeah, it is, it's just but, amazing how it's changed dating and relationships so <laughs> drastically. Because I'm not gonna lie, like the first interactions that I have with somebody, and I'm trying to figure out who they are. Yeah, I'm going on their profile. Straight up, mm-hmm. I asked for hers just because I wanted a picture of it, really. Mm-hmm. And I remember actually looking at y'all dress. But <laughs> yeah. we lived, that Instagram was popping, and it was like it's just simple. What's your IG so I can like not mm-hmm. stalk, but see enough pictures to be like, all right, boom. Yeah, right. and we'll, tomorrow we can talk. He never even he met me through Instagram. He saw who I was and figured out from photos the kind of woman I was, and that's what attracted so, him to me. So Instagram, can't that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's not poison. It's, it's just, not we, it's, we use it more yeah. so on right. the craziness than like the, the good. I guess it could be because nah, mm-hmm. like I met third grade people friends I hadn't seen forever. Facebook man, like yeah, right. so it's a power. It's a good power. 
then the Instagrams, the the internet. It's but I'm not know what the men think about DMs because I'm just curious. It doesn't have to be as maybe it's not as intense when you read them. I was always, decide what you I never to. did the right the DM. Like I hate saying the word relative, but like a lot of it, I'm too cool for a bunch of stuff. And I would like <laughs> no, the DM like it. You curve me, say no, screenshot and send it to your group right. friend or your group chat. Yeah. Like I'd rather just see you possibly out or yeah. Like I like I, I really like the whole DM sending and I mean receiving it. They're receiving as a as a man in a relationship. I say I see it and like I don't even respond because I know what. Even nah. LinkedIn, not LinkedIn. People are trying to come with you through LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the new way, by the way. LinkedIn is the new way. FYI, I personally know people. Really? Like LinkedIn's the yeah. new sane professional, I but that's the new way. I deny more LinkedIn requests than anything. Yeah. Any, I'm always denying. I'm like, you ain't got no job like, for me. No, nope. we're not even in the same field. I don't care how many people we have in common. I don't know you. Like, there is mm-hmm. no reason for us to be connected on LinkedIn. Deny. I don't know this person, and I let LinkedIn know I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I've never directly hit somebody up on no. DM. You know, I, it's just not my thing. You know, <laughs> so I don't. First of all, I don't do it, and I don't think guys are gonna get that many DMs. I've, I've had. You don't. Few. I was about to say, believe yeah. like. So guys, I don't know why. In relationship, they won't I don't know. I don't want to play me and Will down because I feel like we're very good men. <laughs> <laughs> but like. You have the maybe the aggressive here or there or yeah. the thought the thirst here yeah. or there, but like. She would probably see you and physically walk up before the DM yeah. route more yeah, times I, than I, I, well, she I would come say, see me. <laughs> right. If so. I had to get, I probably had a tenth of the DMs you would get. You probably receive them on a daily. I've only had a few. I mean, I can count them on a hand, maybe two hands. What would a, well, don't answer this. Like, <laughs> what, like what really would a woman's DM say? Like we either it's gonna be the comment that we still gonna take as like an offering of sorts, or you die live and direct. So any of it exactly shows your hand. Like to see me and walk up, maybe like well she was just that led, but like through the message, what really are you telling me? I think that would depend on who the guy is. Um, Depending on who you are, they have an approach. It might be a compliment. You know, some sort of some sort of bait compliment to see if you bite. Mm. Um, now, if you're some raggedy ass mushroom type of guy, yeah. you know, they're gonna come to you directly and be real disrespectful. But some sort of decent guy, they they, they, they gonna, know you to curve. You, yeah. you have you're supposed so to curve. Just offering it's, the box. No, they're not. They're no. not. It's box like, is on deck, but they're not. <laughs> The it, it's, okay, it. but it's not. It's not like reputation right. and right. Right. It's not it, it, it's not Oh, right. you went to this school. Oh, you. Yeah, it's oh, different. And then, then they throw some compliment in uh-huh. and see where the conversation <laughs> yeah, goes. Yeah, it's bait. Yeah. Many women don't care if you or not. Let's yeah. just make that clear. Right. So see, if you take the bait and you're still having conversation, that is another side to life. A lot of people just like I'm. I can only imagine if you had, much. had a kid to get man. this yeah. portion of you is plenty for me, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm on my. So if yeah. you have a kid and you're a guy and you take care of your kid, they'll come at you on, yeah. the, on the kid level, like, oh, oh yes, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that being. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it, it's some type of compliment. It's fake, yeah. and, and they want to see you bite. Yeah, and if you bite, I saw, a meme, I saw a meme. It was like a Twitter snapshot, and the the guess the chick, the woman said to the dude. Uh, you have some lint on your shirt. And then it says, see the dude didn't even see. She wanted it. <laughs> I'm like, 
But yeah, word. From back to box. <laughs> and I yeah. heard it's like yeah. a DM trap too. Like, will people come in your DMs like commenting on something that they could put on the actual post? Like, where yeah. everybody can see mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, I'm sure that's yeah. like you know, like it's real generic, but like real. So you being slick, like, yeah. oh, like, well, why you can't just comment and say this? Usually, those people have their own situation. Yeah, like, I feel like they don't want they don't want the girlfriend to see them right. comment. But no, because when yeah. y'all comment now with the algorithm see. and stuff, yeah, you if see, you yeah. you get if you scrolling through something, you can see what your friends comment. Right, right. it's, it's gonna jump yeah. out yeah. as the joint. Yeah. We it's see somebody's wife offering box to celebrities in the oh. comment section. So I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know that's really that's really different. Like, we can talk that. But well, they think like it's thousands of comments on this picture. Like nobody's gonna see this thing. The, je- the way they, if your friends, yeah, you, that's you what you think. Yeah, I would have messed it up. You're not <laughs> lost in the sea of ten thousand comments. Your shit is bold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so my now, God! Now, you fine ass rapper. Here go this box. Right. <laughs> so all caps. They're gonna have to restructure that little game now. Mm-hmm. Cause they, a lot of them probably. And it's like you know the, the the celeb probably never would could see it, but you still gotta have some decency about just. Cause if this man came to town and we had a concert and we you fell in the club yeah, after yeah. in the after yeah. party and crossed your section, you're telling me that he could. Yeah. yeah, I'm not 100 percent yours. Like he got 20, 30 yeah. percent access. Mm-hmm. Yikes! You 20, 30 percent on to that. Like you know that nigga. Y'all, this social media stuff is deep. It, it is. is. Somebody don't just don't live your whole life through it. Let it just be. Yeah. Understand this place position mm-hmm. in business and life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes money for people. I, yeah, some people have a business through it. So, all right, be careful on social media. All right, so um, we were just talking, and I don't know if I would call it a trend alert per se, but I think it's been kind of nice to see more black families, like blackish, or families are just promoting like their their love and like almost becoming like quote unquote cool again to like have a beautiful family and a beautiful wife or be in a beautiful relationship. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, and if you guys have noticed some of the same things. Yeah, I definitely have noticed it. And I think it's good when it's genuine and real. Mm -hmm. I think it's great to see more images of the black family and however you may define that. But on the flip side, I do think it is rushing people to want to have that ideal family. So like you see it and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I want to do the exact same thing. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to do all these things. But so I think it, it it's a that brings back it goes back to, home to mm-hmm. the original point of maybe rushing or maybe want to emulate or go after what you see mm-hmm. and that not being a page you on or whatever. Yeah, and not, give, people, not giving yourself time right. to, for that to be a reality. Right? And I'm also, like you could be on the the back end and it could be a dead situation. Sure. You and you're trying to still make, paint that picture. Yeah. Intact family. <clears throat> mm-hmm. so, a lot of that might be more poison than the other way around. I think it's also important to just again realize you're seeing the very best of these relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just a lot of as you guys said, there's so many. Like I mean, from um, all the black bride pages now, like yeah. people now want to get covered and published from their engagement shots mm-hmm. to their right. wedding day awesome. and show their <laughs> love story because now it's like cool to have black love and how did you meet I mean it's this whole fa- ooh, whole facade but in reality 
it goes back to the validation. Are you doing it just so people know mm. how perfect you guys are together mm-hmm. and how God brought you guys together? Or is it like, would you do it if, if you never got published? Or I never had the best photographer? I think more people, I say people, I think more people focus more on the show mm-hmm. of the marriage, but the show of the wedding and marriage than like marriage. Mm-hmm. I got to see yeah. you every, I still know what it's like to kind of get the report home by myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like every single day or the work of you on this page today, I'm on this page, but we still are one page mm-hmm. and it don't matter. Like a lot of people don't focus more on that than it looks good on what we portray or mm-hmm. we go through the motions of being a good relationship or projecting that we're in a good relationship. Yeah, I agree. I wish more people would. Like, I think it's great now. We've gotten to the point where people are celebrating black families, showing sure. that now I think it's time to, for us to take the next step. Like, Black Love Dog, where it actually talks about like the challenges that people had, um, whether it be with children, whether it be with abuse, whether it be with infidelity. Like, really talking about the struggles of marriage. And so, but I feel like that takes people being vulnerable and open and really telling what their truth is but I feel like that's how we get stronger is if we're able to learn through what other people are going through or have gone through because I don't publicize everything that goes on with like my situation with my son Mm -hmm. but if you know me like you know what the situation is and I'm not going to outwardly say anything about about it but like a lot of people have learned what it looks like to be a co-parent, to be mm-hmm. a working mom on top of that, to, you know, go to the gym every day. And, like, that, it might not be what I thought I wanted. Like, of course I want, you know, wanted to get married first and, you know, mm-hmm. get that ball rolling that way. But a lot of reality is things mm-hmm. happen to you and you just have to roll with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, like, I think it's nice that you don't publicly bash him either. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's okay to, like, not be together but that's still the father of your child and mm-hmm. even if it didn't work out I think it's, that's another black man too life right. is hard enough on him without all the extra right. so I think yeah. it's a good thing that like you're not out here like he ain't shit mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Like, and it's for the sake of yes, my sorry. child yeah. Yeah. Would, and just 20 se- couple seconds to piggyback that like in the spirit of whoever might hear this that is very important. Growing up in a divorced household, mm-hmm. but my father still being in my life, but still growing up in a household separate, mm-hmm. like to never once hear your mother speak ill of, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. you divorced, clearly something ain't work. Right. So I know everything went peaches. But to never hear, and like I never once, like not one, like I got five fingers on both, mm-hmm. never once heard like you, like besides you look like your dad, you talk like mm-hmm. you are him, like, never once in like a negative connotation of whatever the reason yeah. they might have divorced and i remember when i was old enough to realize and reason mm-hmm. i remember i have other people other friends who parents handle things differently everything they know is like you look like that motherfucker. you mm-hmm. are him right. you do this you remind me and take it out on that mm-hmm. and to see that was never my reality and yeah. to see that i know it's gonna it alters like the past. it all yeah. like it yeah, yeah, it, it 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 truly it weighs on how a son and then a man moves through right. life, especially in that scenario. You know what I mean? That's a great point. And speaking of like how you were raised and what kind of household, our Elena and I's parents have been married. It'll be thirty eight years mm. like, next month. So that's why for book. me it's refreshing to see other families sure. like that because that was our reality. So mm-hmm. I think 
you know, being black, we're often perceived as like always coming from a broken household or a broken mm-hmm. family. So especially when men step up and, you know, really yeah. promote their families, like that's just so beautiful to me. Yeah. It is. And you can you can still have shit with both testaments. You can have well roundedness mm-hmm. in a split household. Can. Like mm-hmm. period. Like, from that so not it ain't no wars yeah. me whatsoever. Right. Like you you are holding down yeah. yours mm-hmm. plus a half. A lot so of there's no there's gonna be no lack. Like people I do. think that automatically assume like if I'm out, they think I'm a single mom or they wonder like how I do it. Right. Like, yeah, everybody's not incarcerated or un buried. Brother's right there. And he's mm-hmm. in the picture. Like, right. we out today at Bar Dolo because that's right. how I want to walk today. Right, right. I do want to clarify something, though. You may find relationships where people have been married 38 years, and you're assuming, oh, 38 years of marriage, it's great. It's not always 38 years of happy marriage. Yeah. Right. Some people save face. I know mm-hmm. people in relationships yeah, yeah, yeah. Or with 30 years that are I'm related to miserable. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they feel yeah. so yeah. stuck. So that's yeah. a very good point, man. You know, so um, it's it's both ways. You, know, it could be you get to the, the cheaper marriage. to keeper phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not working yeah. verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. The cheaper to keeper, like the yeah. D word right. cost this, this, yeah. you take yeah. half this. So Yeah, like. Sometimes people do it for the kids, you know. Yeah, Look, they're all 18 and 7 years bro, right I can ride the wave yeah. and like, I, they I, graduate I, off and then yeah. I'm gonna leave I'm gonna get an apartment and I'm gonna be cool yeah. but ultimately like you do have to do what's best for you so like right. I do think it's also really unhealthy to stay in a relationship that you're miserable in and children watch you I, I agree so closely and they think yeah. that that's what's normal and you're not. gonna have to be a special parent yeah. to kind of let your kids know hey I did this for you. I was unhappy, but this is very unhealthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's on you. It's. Yeah. I mean, I I support divorce when it's necessary. When it's somewhere necessary. Mm-hmm. So I tell people all parents, the time, like my parents should have never been married, but mm-hmm. they were, and they had me, and they they will both tell you it's the best thing that ever came out of that relationship. But they also had a really functional like divorce situation. Mm-hmm. Like my parents got along very well to this day. Sometimes we still spend holidays together, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I was the priority there mm-hmm. and they had to put what up. Like they could have been beefing mm-hmm. and I would have never known. If, so if a kid's at stake and there's a divorce or a separation or just at odds, as long as the kid is the forefront of the they're thinking mm-hmm. everything will be all right. Yeah. That's the only person all is that has nothing to do with nothing. So, yeah. Which is why I think it's going back to like no, not even normalizing, but as we talk about like black love and black marriage, why it's, like just think about all the different perspectives that we have mm-hmm. at this table based on our experiences. Why I do think it's so important to share like how we're feeling like what what are you going through when you like even before marriage Mm -hmm. and during marriage like i think it's important to share what the real is Mm -hmm. so as we all well you all are definitely headed in that direction um but as we head into that direction i want to know what the real is like Mm -hmm. i don't want to just see my parents who've been married for 38 years Mm -hmm. I want to know what it looks like for other people as well because I've seen them firsthand. But, but they've also told us too. They've been vocal and communicating. Yeah. Like, this is work. Mm-hmm. And when you get in your own relationship, this is work. Like, you've seen things that we've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they were very open about, like, you know, of course, like Will was saying, everything is like, I want to touch back on something Todd said, you know, that you have, if, if you make the decision based on the kids being the focal point, 
then it's okay. Sometimes it's really not. I mean, in my own situation, I mean, my parents were married until my mom passed. We were married 30-some years, 30 years maybe. But um, I never saw two people in love. Boom. Mm -hmm. I I never saw my dad and my mom have a conversation I didn't have to do with the kids. For sure. You know, we never did anything together as a family. Let me give clarity. Me saying, like, let pretty much let the the children or the relationship with the children dictate what it is. I never once said stay together because of the children. I said let the children be the focal point. Divorcing oftentimes is like, no, y'all poison together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't do that together yeah. for the children. Yeah. I'm saying let them be the focal. Yeah. Like I'm, I grew I up in a divorced household. I, I I don't know what I would have been in the same household. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like, I, I promise I wouldn't be as. So Will, you're saying it sounds like your parents kind of lost themselves within their marriage. Like holding yeah. on and making it work. Until my mom the kids being the focal point can make you stay together longer than you should right. and make it falsified, mm-hmm. or you can like. Let's just abruptly honor this. It's yeah. not gonna work, and then and now we live with that reality. So I, I I'm just saying, in respect for the kids, I think what my parents could have done was got together and say, "Listen, this relationship, you and I, it's not working. Boom. Yeah. I'm not happy. You're not happy. Mm-hmm. There's something out there for you. There's something out there for me. We both deserve to be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we've got these kids. Let's have." A conversation mm-hmm. with these kids. That's it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Parent, like, it's time. I used to well, say, check, I used to say a lot of things right. about like, <laughs> For real. I used to say things like, you know, it sounds really easy to do that, but if you, like, I never cohabitated with Carl. We never lived together. Like, we weren't in a space where that should have happened. Like, regardless of the kid, like, I wasn't gonna put myself in a situation where. If something were to happen, because we were already, it was rocky at the time, like, I wasn't going to put my son in a situation where he got used to, like, two parents in the household, mm-hmm. and then dad got to leave, or I got to move somewhere, right. you know what I mean? Right. I didn't want to disrupt him like that. But when people say, you know, my parents should have done X, Y, and Z, like, the dynamic that you have when you say, like, when it's done, done, that means everything changes. Like, the dynamic you have with your child, you're going to have to tell your child, you know, what happened. And especially when they get old enough and they're around kids that have two-parent households and then they have to find out, like, well, I go to dad's house and I go to mom's house and I got to split my time. And it's really hard to say until you've had a kid, like, you realize why people do stay for the kids. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, financially yeah. it's easier. You know, the kid gets to see, like, two parents and you get to say they have two parents in the household because you want to be that black family and show that to people Mm -hmm. Um, do you think it depends on your child and like your child's personality because personality age i know my mom she tells elena and i all the time she parented us differently because we're different people and like what lena needed versus what i might need in Mm -hmm. the situation is totally different yeah you have to know your kid very well to know like what you should be and shouldn't be what's going to work for them and what's not mm-hmm. and it takes time to figure that out uh, there's a lot of things that I don't know because I have I come from a two parent household like my parents have been married 33 years and knowing what I know about their marriage like people used to think like we were the Huxtables you know what I mean like there's four of us we got a big house you know mm-hmm. they did well for themselves but there was a lot that went on in their marriage that was not pretty like people don't know that my dad has other kids mm-hmm. and what circumstances he had those kids and 
that's what a lot of people need to know. Like, don't just look at us as some, Service you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think so that's what's important. Like, we tell the whole story when it comes to black families. Yeah. The good, yeah, yeah. the bad, the indifferent. Like, I just think it's important for us to see all facets of black yes. love. Mm-hmm. Because right. it's so much more than just the beautiful wedding on Instagram and mm-hmm. the Huxtables. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, but it's so much more than just the divorce and the absentee yeah. parent. Yeah. Yeah. But here's lies the problem with just living by casual through snapshots. One thing I want to think that all yeah. of us, when we have our own marriages and children that I think we need to think about is one thing I don't think we do in the black community because unfortunately just with Father's Day passing and you know mothers are getting happy Father's Day and mm-hmm. all of that mess mm-hmm. I think because there is such a negative connotation on broken Can families right <laughs> there's such a negative connotation on broken families and black really families that negative connotation we are the ones that have to tell the good stories about the men that do show up the women that do that's show up yeah. 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 I think yeah. the second bullet is sure. if all of us can be held accountable not only for the, the weddings that we're going to and committing as a friend I'm going to pray for you guys and help mm-hmm. you through you don't have to tell me all mm-hmm. your business but mm-hmm. if you tell me there's a problem I'm going to push past and be in the fighting room with you mm-hmm. I think it, we owe it to our children because I didn't see this with my parents when there is altercations, I saw the fights, but I never saw the reconciliation. Mm-hmm. When re- reconciling in front of them, like, I love you, we're going to get through this, in front of your kids, what would that do for the kids? Mm-hmm. Right. If you saw, like, uh, even if they're just co-parenting, you know what? Yeah. Right. I'm really hurt. You see the fight, the whole vacation's ruined or the whole day's ruined, but you can go back and in front of your children's show, but this is what building looks like. This is what repairing looks like. Mm-hmm. I would take that to a whole nother. I'm about to get so high because, like, I would Boy, take like, that to a I've whole. I've got so much to say. Now. I would yeah. have a whole <laughs> level of understanding how to do relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen that. Don't know about y'all, but it would be a fight, a blowout. I'm confused. I'm hurt. I'm shattered. I'm trying to figure out what this means for our family. Our daddy gonna leave? Mommy gonna leave? And then you know, years pass. I'm mature now. I'm now building my own relationship where we both come from broken families, and we're we're like, you know what? We're not even let. We're not even victims because what we have we're, it's going to be yeah. cement we're going to build something strong yeah. however I know for a fact that we because we will have tiffs in front of our children I don't care if they're two mm-hmm. I don't care if they're 35 mm-hmm. we're going to reconcile mm-hmm. in front of them and we're going to follow up with them so they can see what that looks like that's yeah, just me that's I haven't seen that but I want to see that that's yeah. how we start a, the rebuilding yeah, I have a friend like business associate who actually is a, I guess divorce is imminent and he mentioned a few just disagreements, arguments, whatever, and it happened in front of the kids. Mm. And I just thought so high of him, like, damn, you thought in terms of the, the it happened in front of the kids. He brought everybody, the wife included, to like, mm. I guess, the coffee table and like, he made sure his son daughter heard him apologize to his mother I love that. See, in, front, in front of them mm-hmm. and apologize to them as like that's not how yeah. that goes right. Right. and like that, that's, that's not how that should be yeah. and I was off my rocker for a mm-hmm. second I apologize mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I'm sure they whatever accord they were on they got yeah. handled that's but so like I was like bro I was like like he did that post the argument I'm like bro you still in heated rage right so I'm like, just but in the, in the spirit of mindset, like, there's something to think about. Yeah. yeah. So basically, black love is beautiful and it's transparent and we're, we're promoting, like, the good things. And the entire life cycle of it. Because yeah. in life, you are going to have disagreements, but kids or no kids involved show the involvement to your close circle, your family and friends, and your children of what it looks to reconcile. This, the, regardless if you decide to stay together or not, you're going to always have 
conversations you guys need to have mm-hmm. and showing that you have no idea how that, that could be a wealth of knowledge for the people around you even if it's just friends yep. mm-hmm. they know how to move forward so there it is Shake, shake, shake. Shake the devil off. Mm, 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 mm. Have we all in the choir by any chance? <laughs> Not at all. Y'all know I can't sing. What? <laughs> it, what just happened? Well, what just happened? Like, what? Like, I was a strong alto. I, I don't know about strong, but. <laughs> oh! Shake, because you were a lazy shame. usher. I was oh clear. Anywho, this. Um, God's got you. We are talking about not letting the devil use you. So essentially to me, this means don't let negative energy impact you or let the devil impact you in the way that you are causing trouble for someone else or for yourself. Mm -hmm. So some ways that this may show up. You're sitting in traffic and... You may get a little bit of road rage. I'm looking at Tondra because she <laughs> what has what some I road rage. So that mean, may mean cussing somebody out while you send in traffic because you got road rage. But even just like on a larger scale, not letting the devil get to you so that you are negatively impacting yourself or something Especially else. when you set the intention every day to have a positive mindset and outlook. And that's when he's coming at you the most. Mm-hmm. And so it could just be these little things that yeah. start setting you off and you just have to constantly remind you yourself. Approach that's your the enemy. Intention. I'm not going over there. You're not going to take my joy. You're not going to take my peace. You're not going to disrupt my energy. I think I you just said a big point. Like waking up intentionally mm-hmm. determined I'm going to have a good day in mm-hmm. spite of because mm-hmm. like and all the in spite of will pop can will pop up. Mm-hmm. But waking so, up with like intentionally with God first. So like they oh, won't wake up yeah. I actually start my day in prayer in the bed, read a couple of devotionals, and I feel like I'm protecting my provision for the You're day. protecting your day's work. Versus starting up, getting distracted by text or Instagram, right. open my phone. Next thing you know, so I'm in the car cussing someone out. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. I'm starting my day, and I'm just it's so derailed all day that I'm like, now I'm texting You never phone. gave time to... I'm okay. I had a bad day, but I didn't even start protecting my day because I, I did start with God first. Yeah, right? So very, that's what the enemy can kind of creep in, or even things you are really excited about or looking forward to. That those doubts and those mm-hmm. sometimes the friends unfortunately or peers mm-hmm. could be that the enemy for you because mm-hmm. they'll start throwing in the well what do you think about this or do you think you really could do that or those questions can start to shift you from what you know God told you what you need to the do the devil will use people mm-hmm. to get to you mm-hmm. yeah and just being overall aware if, I mean it's almost like if you believe God truly uses people on some yin yang or whatever mm-hmm. Some people used to be like your test to the detriment. Yeah. Like, do you fall for this? Do you give into that? Yeah. And, and the I, I really believe that. They, they, they limit you on their boundaries of what they can and cannot do. Damn, you can't do that. You're not going to make that you sale do, yeah. because of expertise. You don't know what episode. I can do right. and who I can, who I can conquer. People naturally cast on you their fears, yeah. their, oh, how they think mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, But the key, y'all, is to recognize it because that yeah. was, for yeah. me, yeah. like going through life, like sometimes you get thrown off and you don't even know why, but when you learn and you're so connected to the source, like you can spot it right away. Oh, that's the enemy. So I'm gonna just reset right here, right now. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's important right. to not allow yourself to get caught up in no mess, especially someone else's mess. Mm-hmm. Don't let people project their, excuse me, shit on you. Yeah. Like, just don't don't even claim that. I think you have to protect your peace yeah. and your relationships. You since we're on the topic of relationships, mm-hmm. I mean, people unfortunately just don't want to see you genuinely happy. And so you can't allow them to see you in a moment of weakness. 
Because and people prey on that. Weakness. The you devil knows said, all um, of our weaknesses. Yeah. You just said something like letting people, I guess, project on you. or mm-hmm. But you'll find in conversation, oftentimes, somebody will be telling you that day or, man, bro, I swear, everything crazy. Or, bro, I know, man. Like, mm-hmm. you got to watch how you chime into, like, mm-hmm. the power of your word. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've been cognizant of it and really watched, like, People have pity parties for, and like it could be valid. So a pity party might be the right word. Mm-hmm. It could be valid, but for you to have that, and for me to just because it's sick of this combo, I'm buying into that. Like man, bro, I swear, bro, everything fucking going wrong. Like today, bro, I know though. It's been nah, bro. I don't know. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Like thinking in terms of watching what you say. Like the power in the tongue is very, very real, and especially in regards to relationships. A lot of times you got people going through different things, your friends, your counterparts, and you gotta watch them saying like, you know, the whole kind of woe is me or this is going wrong, or bro, I, man, today was the worst day ever. And you chiming in is really buying into that energy when that not, you know, might not necessarily be the case and just, just watching the power in your own words and other people's words and what you buy into, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised like how much that really, really dictates kind of what you see as like what you manifest and what your life is or whatever. So just really being cognizant of what you're speaking and what you're allowing other people to speak on your life and on your situation. And you can protect someone's very, yeah, you can protect someone's peace Todd without sure. coming off dismissive or like you're not engaged. It doesn't mean that when someone's coming to you in a vulnerable state and they are just... Some people are just pessimistic. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they can come to you in a vulnerable state and you are just dismissing them and mm-hmm. being like, no. no, God's got you. Pray, girl. No. Sometimes, no. like, I want to say, I want to complain. My day sucks. Mm-hmm. And they can go into all the things that in me as attacked on them. But you can do that in such a beautiful way where you show them where your source is. You show them where the yeah. power is. Yeah. Take them to the word. Take them to... Yeah. You can't, again, like, you know, we're, we're kind of saying on off conversation, I can't make someone receive the peace that I'm having to sustain what I need to do for my days. However, I can invite you into a space that feels so calming exactly. and so so, mm-hmm. and so um so warm and so just a place that it's like at the end of the day I want that. You want people to envy a sense of security. That life that life yeah. comes from God. Like there's Correct. no other way I can get through some of the hardest times of my life. What you go through time, maybe I can never even walk in your shoes. Maybe I'll be like, you know, it's so hard that I don't even know how I would even be able to function and vice versa. Sure. But at the same time, we've been able to sustain because God made this life for us. You know what I mean? And that's why, yeah. and that's why I would deal with like the word relative. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. the respect. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think a good connotation. Like everything is unique to you. Mm-hmm. You like, we don't look alike, but right. you're made in the image and likeness of God Amen. as am Amen. I. Amen. Right. So like, so we have by default, everything is like we have a commonality and everything is still unique to what you say it is or what it ain't. Yes. And like just kind of staying in tune with that, I think that kind of, that'll alleviate a bunch of how we 
move, think, how society tells when you think. When you're in tune and connected and you're intentional about connecting with the Holy Spirit, that's that awareness that you have and being able to bounce back quickly when you see that you're off track. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they get off track and then they just can't dig themselves yes. up out of yeah, the hole. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, I like to use the phrase start with the end in mind. So mm. the way, whether it be the way I start my day, whether it be the way I start a relationship, whether it be the way that I start anything, I always want to keep the in goal in mind so, so then that way when stuff comes at you you're able to say like oh no i'm like you can't yeah. you can't really break me because yeah. i already know what this end goal is yeah. like i already know what it's going to be on this end so like you really can't shake me right here you know it's, your boundary you know mm-hmm. you like what it is and yeah it's not yeah. Well, so, thank God for some praying friends. Mm. Amen. Oh, Ultimately, nah, keeping God nah, first, the sure, intention of how sure. you start your day, whether it be devotionals, podcasts, reading the word, applying it to your life. Before you go and share it on your Insta story or Instagram or Facebook, mm-hmm. how are you being accountable to, you know, really living that life? Mm-hmm. Because that you're trying to bless good. someone else, validate how you are being able to use it for you, because maybe the lesson was for you. Mm-hmm. And then in that, you know, I think holding yourself accountable, making sure you're just being authentic with your walk, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. and being, you know, taking self-checks all day. If you have to restart three times a day, five times a day, it doesn't matter. Reanoint yourself, um, activate the angels, decrease so he can increase, and start again. And you're going to have to restart. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're going to have to, yeah. like, period. Mm-hmm. There's a Zig Ziglar quote. He's like a motivational speaker, whatever. I guess somebody told, asked him or said, like, yo, with the motivation thing, you know, man, every day you got to motivate yourself. Every you got to get into it. He was like, every day you got to bathe yourself to become mm-hmm. reclaimed. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah they can wake up every day. Like, <laughs> yes, like every day you got to re-motivate and re- just like every day you got to rebrush your teeth. You got to re-bathe. <laughs> You gotta That's so every real. day. You gotta wake up ready with your fists up at war for like nah. I'm for I'm determining life. Life not determining what I'm that. getting. Like exactly, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, that is is something. Wake up with about. your fist up. Mm. Don't let them use you. Yes, and we appreciate Todd. Annie and Will for um, joining us. This has been a great conversation for you. Sure, for pleasure. Sure. For sure. My Black pleasure Love. as well. So until next time. We out. Bye. Bye. Peace.